Well, Dan, I'm not going to take it anymore. Hey, if you've ever felt like that, stick around. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, hey, we're going to be taking care of business today like we do every week right here on the 48 Days Radio Show where each week we take about 48 minutes to dive into real-life questions about finding your passion, deciding what kind of life you want to live, and then finding or creating work that allows you to show up every day excited to be able to do something that is, in fact, meaningful, fulfilling, and profitable. Hey, our business partner today is FreshBooks. I'll be telling you a little bit more about how you can get a free, unrestricted 30-day trial right here at the beginning of the year to keep your finances straight. You can just go to freshbooks.com slash 48 days, enter 48 days in the how did you hear about us section. Here's some questions we're going to be looking at today. Dan, how can I share my passion about my love of guitars and perhaps begin to monetize it? What are some ideas on how to find seminars in my areas? Dan, I'm a professor at a small Christian college. My take-home pay is around $35,000 a year. As you can imagine, it's killing us financially. Dan, I'm working 60 hours a week in a job that's pretty good. Am I risking burnout or am I just lazy? Wow. Dynamite questions as always. Got one here if we can get to it. I've been hurt all my life. I worked all my life, struggled all my life. I'm tired of being crushed in spirit. I'm 45 years old and a disability and I'm not going to take it anymore. If we got time, we'll have a twisted sister jump in the room and give us a little inspiration on, I'm not going to take it anymore. Well, our quotation today comes from our old friend Zig Ziglar, now gone about four years. But um, Zig said, you can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. Timeless quote, that was kind of his landmark quotation, kind of framed his life. Love that. You can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. So we're going to be looking at how can you do that? How can you move into helping other people get what they want? People will willingly give you money, success, any way that you want to define it if you are in fact helping them. So if you if you want a million dollars, figure out how to help a million people. All they need to do is give you a dollar a piece and you're done. Well, our business partner today is FreshBooks. Want to talk about them, and then we'll get right into some hot questions here. FreshBooks, you hear me talk about it. We know the nature of work is changing. My gosh, more and more of us are just working independently. More and more of you have side businesses. We got some questions today. We're going to be looking at that. I mean, this uh, just a few years ago, working for yourself or doing something on the side was considered kind of taboo or kind of second class. The real model was to have a job. Well, you know, that's not any longer true. I mean, a lot of you have combinations of those things. But here at the beginning of the year, you need to keep your finances straight. I mean, if you're listening to this and not yet using FreshBooks, now is the time to try it. FreshBooks is offering an unrestricted 30-day free trial for all of you 48 Days listeners. No credit card required. All you have to do is go to freshbooks.com slash 48 days and enter 48 days in the how did you hear about us section. 
Now I want to Talk about a couple good news things here, as we always do. We've got lots of good news, success stories, and then the challenging questions as usual. Now, here, here's the story about a gym, a workout gym, gives a free lifetime pass to a refugee boy who somebody had taken a picture of him staring longingly through the window. This is pretty cool. A 12-year-old Syrian refugee who used to stare longingly through the window of a Turkish gym has just been given a free lifetime membership at the facility. Mohammed Halit first fled the Syrian war four years ago with his father. He now works as a shoe shiner in Turkey's southeastern province while his father makes money by collecting recyclable race. So just earlier this week, a photo of this little 12-year-old boy gazing wistfully through the window of the gym went viral on social media. I mean, it's pretty cold out, but the little boy can be seen just wearing sandals, and he's got his shoe-shining supplies slung over his shoulder. While the owner of the fitness center was so moved by the boy's picture, he tracked the little boy down, offered him a free lifetime pass to the fitness gym. Well, the little boy, the 12-year-old, said, he found me and helped me. I had always dreamed of losing weight, and now I believe I can do that by working out. Well, that's a cool story. You know, got a piece here I saw. Watching birds is good for your mental health. Now, check this out. And boy, am I, I recognize one of my unrecognized blessings here. Well, I recognize it, but sometimes I don't think about it often enough. According to this study, people living in neighborhoods with more birds, trees, and shrubs are less likely to suffer from depression, anxiety, and stress. A study conducted at the University of Exeter involving hundreds of people found benefits for mental health of being able to see birds, shrubs, and trees around the home. Now, the study, which surveyed mental health in over 270 people from different ages, incomes, and backgrounds, also found that those who spent time less time out of doors than usual in the previous week were more likely to report they were anxious or depressed. Now, this is really, this just confirms what I do anyway. But in the study, common types of birds, including blackbirds, robins, uh, bluebirds, crows were seen. The study did not find a relationship between the species of birds and mental health, but rather the number of birds they could see from their windows. Birds around the home and nature in general show great promise in preventative health care, making cities healthier, happier places to live. Well, I hooked up my window. As a matter of fact, I took a picture. Just as I read this, I took a picture. Now, as I'm recording this, we have snow on the ground here in Franklin, Tennessee, which is pretty unusual, but we have snow on the ground. Well, I know that's an opportune time for me to spoil the birds, and I do. I mean, I buy great big bags of bird feed from Tractor Supply. That's my excuse to go to Tractor Supply Company, which I love doing anyway, but I buy bird feed there. And so I spoil the birds on our property. I took a picture and there were probably, and I didn't count exactly, but probably, you know what? I'm, I'm sure there were at least 48 birds. I, I should count in the picture, at least 48. Just birds on the bird feeder and on the ground right outside my office window here. What a delightful sight. And of course, the background of the white snow makes all the colors pop. The cardinals that are in there, the bluebirds, the blue jays. And then there's grackles. God, we have a lot of finch 
We, we just have a great variety of birds just in the natural habitat here. And I, I love getting this piece that seeing birds makes you healthier. Well, I claim that. I hope you have an opportunity to do the same. One of the things I want to do this year is become more knowledgeable about the kinds of birds that we have. I have a bird book by the window in our house facing where we have a lot of birds. And I'm going to start being more knowledgeable in identifying the birds. Just personal interest. If you got some tips on that, be sure to let me know. Now, speaking of tips, you know, one of the people who's been real involved in the 48 Days Eagles community is Alan Thomas. Now, he shared his story on there. Alan looked down. Alan has been real successful in business. Alan, I worked with him as a, a client years ago, had a men's uh, clothing store, sold that to his partners, did real well on that, has gone on to be successful in insurance, multi-level marketing, some other things. Anyway, uh, that success made him a little sloppy in some areas that he needs to be in control of. He looked down one day and saw the scale said 304. And he thought, my gosh, I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to get back to my college weight, which was 175. So Alan did exactly that. He lost 129 pounds. Now he, he posted pictures of his scale every single day. You talk about accountability to help have people help you stay on track while well, he did that. And I asked him, I said, Alan, what did you do? I said, you need to tell people what you're doing, not just see them with your success, but, you know, give them some kind of a plan so they can do that. Well, he has done that. I asked him what he did. Yeah, he did use some nutritional supplements. I did the same thing. I got on a plan. Now, I didn't have 129 pounds to lose, but I lost 15 pounds the first month. And I thought, wow, I feel better. I'm back to my college weight. So I've continued on it. And he's got some information for you. I actually did a little video to introduce you to this. So if that's an area where here at the first of the year, you want to get on top of it, be more successful in that area. You want to lose a little weight. You know, we beat ourselves up. There's a million ways out there that are promoted check out what Alan has done. Alan and Angie Thomas, go to postmypath.com slash 48 days. Now, just as it sounds, postmypath.com slash 48 days. You'll see a little video of me there welcoming you. And Alan will be happy to, to help you with some information about how you can do that. Get on top of that. So you don't have that nagging thing holding you back, making you discouraged and depressed this year. If you want to get in a little better shape. Now I got a letter from, Oh, I need to grab the envelope here. I got a letter from Aaron Weissman. Now this is just out of the, we got a letter just yesterday. It says, Dan, I wanted to write you a simple letter to say, this is a big success story. Got a couple of these I want to share here. Dan, I wanted to write you a simple letter to say a huge thank you. You don't know me personally, but I've been listening to your podcast for many years now and read several of your books. Found out about you through listening to Dave Ramsey, like so many others. In 2000, 2007 to 2011, I was in a very dark place financially after nearly losing everything during the crash. I was a high school math teacher. I love the kids, but I felt the insides of me dying with each passing year. I left teaching in 2004 to work with a real estate investor in my town. And he talks about the transition. Well, that didn't go real well in working with the investor. But in two, November of 2015, now hear how recent this is. We're here now in January of 2018. But in November of 2015, Aaron says, I started a handyman business. 
I had no idea how it would go. We just needed it to produce around $2,500 a month to cover our living expenses. So he started a handyman business, hoping that he would make $30,000 a year, about what he was making teaching. Well, he said, I made more than that in the first month and considerably more now two years later. My first year in that business, I did $330,000. And this past year, 2017, I did $787,000. This doesn't include the 15 plus properties that I bought with partners, all with none of my own money invested, just my sweat equity. Wow. So thank you for being so faithful and committed to your calling. I've not missed one of your podcasts in many, many years. They challenge me. And also, I love the stories of good happening in the world that you've recently added. Dan, thanks for everything, Alan Weissman. Alan, my gosh, thanks for your note. I love that. Thanks for sharing what you did. Now, I've got a point I want to make about this, but I want to share another story here as well. This, I just got an update this week from Seth Vore. Now, this came through Kickstarter. So it was through Kickstarter. He had a little program in there. And he says, six years ago, you guys helped me kickstart Portland boat tours with the goal of sharing my wooden boat and the Willamette River with people. Options in Portland were few with just a stuffy dinner cruise, jet boat, or sailing lesson available back then. It seemed the perfect combination to start my business sharing my passion for wooden boats and boating through Portland with other people. And thankfully, you agreed. I've thought often about you 71 visionaries who backed my project six years ago, in essence, telling me that it was an idea that resonated and that it was something people wanted to be part of. That first year, I gave 50 boat rides to people. Almost immediately, those calls started coming in through my newly created website from people wanting to tour Portland on that beautiful wooden boat. Over the past six years as a business, I've shared my boat with 941 customers, Most of my customers have never been on a wooden boat before. A handful of others finally remembered grandpa's old wooden boat, and some people have never been on a boat at all. So what happened is Seth Seth wanted to get a wooden boat. So, you know, an antique, vintage boat, wooden boat, open, where people could sit in there, and he gives them, I think it's like a 75-minute cruise. Well, I don't remember why, why I was a backer because I never went to Portland to get my, get my boat tour, but I often do just jump on ideas like this, especially if people are involved in the 48 days Eagles community and just support them in their ideas. So I apparently helped support this. I really don't remember the details of it at all, but he was able to get his wooden boat and six years later, he has continued to give people rides there on the river in Portland, Oregon. Well, I shot him a note. I said, man, congratulations. This is awesome. Love to get you. Thank, thanks for your update. And he wrote me back immediately. He says, thanks, Dan. I really appreciate you sponsoring the project and being a participant in the story. I should note that I've raised prices nearly every year uh, from $49 per person to $99 now and still have more demand than I can support. So he charges $99 and looking at his boat, he can probably take, I don't know, 10 people at a time. Wow, that'd be a a thousand bucks. That's pretty cool. Wow. Anyway, Seth says, thanks. This is all possible because I read your book, listened to your podcast, and made it happen. Thanks again, Captain Seth. Now, think about the businesses I just described. Aaron has a handyman business. Um, uh, Alan Thomas, of course, is helping people, you know, lose weight. 
And here we've got Seth has a wooden boat and he's touring people on the river and charging them for doing that and has created a really unique, profitable business. Now think about this. You know what I love about these businesses? None of these are fancy online, high-tech businesses. They're just ordinary, know your unique talents, create a plan and do the work kind of success stories. Kelly, I love that. I love the diversity. I love hearing from people doing things that I would never dream of doing. And they just turn it into something unique and profitable because they understand it, created a plan and acted on the plan. I mean, how cool is that? That's certainly a, not a complex formula for any of you. All right, let's go into some of the questions here that kind of just segue right in from that setup. This comes from Archie who says, Dan, as you may know, I'm a huge fan of music and love playing my guitar. That is one of the main things I can do that temporarily takes me away from stress and issues I may be facing. To me, it's therapy. Also, having a few guitars, three of them are pretty high-end and many folks would consider collectibles. It actually excites me when I see old, very expensive guitars. My question, Dan, is I always, I've always had a passion for this. What would be your best advice on how to share my passion with others about my love of guitars and perhaps begin to monetize it? Well, I love this, Archie. And I know Archie Whittingham, he's been involved in the 48 Days community for years and years. Um, one of our biggest cheerleaders. We love Archie and what he brings to the table. Now, here, here's the deal. With what you're describing with guitars, I mean, I jumped on eBay and just looked at guitar, guitars and there are guitars for, you know, 29 bucks on there. Here's the deal. When you talk about very old guitars, I then did a quick search for vintage guitars. And all of a sudden, instead of $39, $69, you know, we jumped to $800, $1,000, $1,500, I mean, this is kind of like the difference. Joanna and I joke when we're riding around and we see a sign for a garage sale. And then right next to it, we see a sign for an estate sale. Well, what's an estate sale? It's somebody's old garbage you're trying to get rid of, but instead of calling it a garage garage sale, you call it an estate sale. It just frames it differently. And you think, oh, I'm going to get these vintage, antique, valuable collectibles. Well, you just position it differently. And I think you can do the same thing with guitars. You know, I, I used to, I don't do it as much anymore, but I used to go to the re, repo car auction in Nashville. There's one every week. So it's, you know, tons of cars come through that have been repossessed from people who didn't plan very well in the purchase of the cars. Now, the cars are dirty. The crowd is dirty and you got to have cash in hand. But I can buy a car, bring it back to my house here in Franklin, Tennessee, clean it up, make sure it's OK mechanically, put it in front of my yard out here and make a thousand dollars. I mean, any day of the week. It's just the difference in presentation and location. And Archie, you can do the same thing with guitars. I mean, buy a guitar from someone who just needs to get rid of it. Make sure it's in excellent condition. Take a really great photo of it. I mean, when you're doing like eBay or Amazon, that has a lot to do with it. Take a really great photo of it. Put it on eBay and then watch people fight over it for the right to buy it. Now, your unique advantage is you're knowledgeable about guitars. See, I don't recommend that other people do what I just described with cars, but I know cars. I've worked on them in my entire life. I love cars. I can quickly assess a car's value and make a decision very quickly. So that works for me. Your knowledge about guitars puts you in a very unique, very advantageous position. 
I would do that. You can start really small. You can allocate $500 and invest that in a couple of guitars. You know, sell those. Just allow the profits that you make, build up your inventory, build up the business. But I think you're sitting right on top of a great opportunity. You can also connect with our mutual friend, Chad Jeffers. You know, Chad's done a whole lot of things with guitars. He understands vintage guitars. Um, you know, you're, you're just outside of Nashville here. Maybe you can get connected with a place Kind of go to some of the pawn shops where some of the country music stars, you know, park their guitars when they have a tough week. You may get something with a little history behind it. I mean, that'd be kind of a cool thing as well. Well, this comes from Court from Crescent, Pennsylvania. That's part of the question. He says, I'm committed to learning and growing. I'm reading and listening to inspiring and motivating books and podcasts. What are some ideas on how to find seminars in my area? Now, the reason I mentioned Crescent, Pennsylvania is because, Court, that you are living, eh, it looks like just a little bit. I looked it up. I didn't know where it was, but you're just outside of Pittsburgh. It's kind of like to Pittsburgh, like Franklin, Tennessee is to Nashville. So you're just outside of Pittsburgh. Wow, it is so easy to find workshops and seminars. If you just simply put in a Google search, seminars, workshops, Pittsburgh, 2018, you're going to get a ton of stuff. One of the first links that I got was to Eventbrite, and they list 76 events for 2018 right there in Pittsburgh. Now, that's just through Eventbrite, but you can go through there, and there are, um, golly, there are seminars on Pittsburgh Regional Growth and Construction Forecast. There's a Leadership Breakfast with Dr. Quentin Bullock. There are basics of employment law. Golly, here's one on Tuesday, April 3rd, Immaculate Ilbegeza. Now, I happen to know her. She was a gal who was in, lived in a bathroom in somebody's house in Rwanda for 91 days during the genocide. Somebody was kind enough to hide her and six other people in a bathroom. It's a amazing story. And she's going to be doing a presentation at the A.J. Palumbo Center in Pittsburgh on April 3rd, A Story of Faith, Hope, and Forgiveness. Her story is astounding. And it's free. I mean, that's the thing about these events. I'm, there, a lot of them are free. A lot of them are, you know, $35. Some of them are $15. But you can find events. It prompted me to go look at the events through Eventbrite here in Nashville. My goodness, there's one coming up at Christ Presbyterian Academy, which is uh, where our daughter Ashley finished out her high school. But they're going to have Dr. John Perkins there. Dr. John Perkins is brilliant, a brilliant theologian, understanding community, interracial tension, working together. I mean, I already marked that on my calendar, just prompted by your question. But check with your local chamber of commerce. Check with your convention center. You're going to find all the workshops and seminars you can possibly, you know, attend. If you are interested in entrepreneurial things, I mean, we have an entrepreneur center here in Nashville. It's really a dynamite facility, beautiful facility. And there are workshops going on there every week that you can attend for free. So those are some sources. You can certainly check that out. I commend you and and taking the initiative looking for things that will improve your life beyond just the books and podcasts, things that you're taking advantage of now. You know, get used to this idea of investing 3% of your income back into yourself. I mean, the return on that is unlike anything I've ever seen in financial markets. 
Now, yesterday, <laughs> I, I, you, you know that I take my grandkids to Taco Bell a lot. And I go there without them, too. There's no secret about that at all. Um, anyway, I yesterday was having lunch at Taco Bell, and I looked out, and there was a sign at a financial institution right next door. And the sign said 1.4% interest. Now, do the math on that. This, I mean, are, are they actually bragging about that? Do they think that's a positive? If if I were a bank offering 1.4%, I'd try to hide that fact. I'd try to not let anybody know that. I mean, to me, uh, that's embarrassing. Now, again, do the math on that. That means that if I give them $1,000, a year from now, I'll have $1,014. Are you kidding me? I mean, I'd rather have the money in a tin can under my bed than to give it away and trust someone to come back with a $14 increase. But I hear, you hear me talk about my belief in investing in yourself. The $15 that I invested in the audio recording, The Strangest Secret, a 33 and a third RPM recording when I was a 13-year-old kid, that $15 has been turned into, I can track that, how it's been turned into millions of dollars because of what it started. I mean, I can tell you about investing $1,800 in an Alex Mendozian seminar on Teleseminar Secrets, how to get people to call in and participate online to a seminar. This is before we had, before we had the kind of fancy webinars that we have today. But I invested $1,800 into that. The very first seminar that I did, I recaptured all my expense. It was a $70 workshop called Write to the Bank, W-R-I-T. I did a play on words, but teaching people how to take their writing and turn it into income. Not only did I recapture any expenses I had, I had a clean $18,000 net profit from doing that. That's the kind of return I look for. My gosh, I'm not going to give my bank to some financial institution that's going to give me 1.4%. I look for something where I'm going to get a 10 times return because I invested in myself in a way that will enlighten me and open me up to some new opportunities. Hey, that's what I'm looking for. I hope you are too. Well, hey, just a quick breather here. I remind you, you're listening to Real Life Questions. People just like you, a lot of people in the 48 Days Eagles community, but others, if you're a listener, you're open door to having a question that we talk about right here on the 48 Days Radio Show. Just uh, shoot that in, ask Dan at 48days.com. If you have a success story, you know I love to share those as well. Whether you shoot me an audio of that or handwrite it, like several people have done here recently, or just an email again, just ask Dan at 48days.com. Now, this comes from Joel. And Joel says, um, Here's a situation. I'm a professor at a small Christian college. My take home pay is around $35,000 a year. As you can imagine, it's killing us financially. My wife works for a nonprofit in our area and makes around $25,000 a year. I'm working through your 48 days book as well as Vincent Puglisi's new book, Freedom Freelance to Freedom. My question is whether it's better strategy to look for a different higher paying job in my area or build up my side business while still at my college job. One big advantage to my college job is that I have a lot of time freedom. 
I probably wouldn't have that in most other jobs, but my college is kind of on the downward slant. It's pretty likely we'll be closing in the next couple of years if enrollment doesn't pick up soon. Uh, so my question is this, if I have a low paying job that has lots of time freedom for a side hustle, should I stick with freelancing and follow the plan in Vincent's book? He says, I'm loving the book. Or would it be better to follow the plan laid out in your book for getting a different job? I'm basically assured a position with the college until May of 2019. So I have a year and a half of pretty dependent, uh, pretty predictable employment, health insurance, and so on. That's plenty of time to make a great run at building up my freelance writing business. My gut tells me I should still follow through on your process in 48 days because I'll learn more about myself and the opportunities that are out there. And I can still continue building my side business, which I will need to still do regardless of whether or not I get a better job. So it comes down to this. When you have a low paying job that has lots of time freedom, is it better to look for a higher paying job that will require more time or stick with the current job and use the extra time to build up a side business as fast as possible? Wow. Well, love your question. Love your question, Joel. It's a situation so many people are confronted. And here's the deal. It sounds like you have the perfect situation to build up your side business. I mean, having a core career with the benefits you described gives you a great foundation for building your side business quickly. Now, here's the deal. If you get another job, you're going to slow down the growth of your side business. It's just inevitable. Even if it's in something that you're really familiar with, you get another teaching position, another university, so you make a little more money, it's going to still have a learning curve and it's going to slow down your focus on your side business. I would keep the low requirement, low demand, the job that you have now, great benefits, insurance, just keep that. But you already have a side biz in place. I'd set as a goal to be generating 50% of your current salary with your side business by June of this year. All right. That, that would be what I would encourage you. So you've got about, you know, five months, but be generating 50%. That's only $1,500 a month. My gosh, you, you hear me talk about, you know, Aaron who just shared that he started a handyman business and he made over $2,500 the very first month. If you have systems in place, you can see the trajectory you're on, that you're on track to fully duplicate your salary and more, then you're in great shape way before May of 2019. By, by, by May of 2019, you ought to be able to totally duplicate your income. So you're making $35,000 annually from your side business as well. Now you can, you can hear from a whole, you know, Vincent's story, Vincent Puglisi, incidentally, freelance to freedom. You know, he talks about how he was making, he was making about $35,000 a year as a photojournalist for a newspaper and then figured out how he could leverage his unique knowledge about photography. You know, he launched a course, had a course where when they launched it in the first 24 hours, he brought in over $44,000 in the first 24 hours of launching a course on photography, the thing that he already knew and understood and was being paid a meager salary to do. Well, that's the way that you do this. That's the way that you move up. But I would, in your case, I would not go look for another job because if, if you're in academic teaching, you're going to get another job. It's not going to change your income a whole lot. I mean, even if you go from 35 to $50,000, 
mean, that's still they're not going to put your family on easy street. I mean, take the core ideas that you've got in your side biz and anticipate how you could make $150,000 next year. Now, I don't throw that out there just lightly. I mean, that's not just a walk in the park, but we have so many stories about people who in finding unique application of their skills have found that it really opened the door to just extraordinary kind of income. All right, here's a question. This comes from Tim who says, am I risking burnout or am I just lazy? What a great juxtaposition. Now, what he describes here, he's in the IT industry. He's in his late 40s and he's with, you know, a pretty hot company. He's in a position where they have been giving him more and more to do. And so as part of a contract that he helped negotiate, his hours have been increasing. So instead of three to four days a week, they're now wanting five days a week and um, hasn't changed the compensation a whole lot. But the question in essence is that he has been given a whole lot more responsibility. This is apparently a pretty profitable contract that he helped bring to the table with his company. And he's not really gotten any increased compensation. They're just wanting more time. Now he says, as an ex-military person, the drill sergeant in the back of my head yells at me to just tough it out and not be a lazy so-and-so but I'm beginning to notice that I'm taking longer and longer to recover. There's at least another four months left on this engagement. Do you think it is reasonable to ask for somewhat saner hours? When I brought this up in the past, I was told I've got a choice between keeping the current schedule and getting off this assignment altogether. I do want to continue working with this client as I finally see the work bearing fruit, but I also don't want to end up having to take a sabbatical afterward just to recover. Any advice on negotiating strategies that might work under these circumstances? Is it reasonable to ask that my increased work be reflected in my compensation? While my manager acknowledged that I've played a big role in getting us to this point, the recognition so far appears to not include extra tokens of appreciation or promotions. Well, Tim, you know, you're in a tough situation you know, a lot of people would look at your position, the duties you have and the compensation you get and think, oh my gosh, I'd like to have that. You know, you're recognizing that the expectations have gone up dramatically and what they're expecting from you and the compensation hasn't really changed. So the question is, yeah, you say you're what, in your late 40s, in your late 40s, you know, so what, what you have to do is recognize you're not trapped. If you have that kind of success with a company, obviously you're marketable. You can do a job search. And here's the thing. You can do a job search without jeopardizing what you have now. So it's not like you need to decide, gee, do you need to quit or do you need to get another job? You can do a job search. I mean, go to the job search section in 48 Days to the Working Lab and just go through that. I mean, identify those 30 to 40 companies that where you would be a player. And if you're in IT, my gosh. Any company out there is going to be a prospective employer for you. So check that out. Go through the job search. You'll find out what your marketability is, what your market value is by doing a good job search. And you can do all of that without jeopardizing what it is you're doing now. And then simply decide. All right. 
Do you want to just stay where you are, knowing you got another four months on the project you're on now? Not sure what's after that, but maybe another good project you can work on. You know, a company that obviously values you. But if you're underemployed or undercompensated, a good job search will help you clarify that. I mean, nobody is preventing you from doing that. So your hands aren't tied. You don't have on any golden handcuffs. You can do a job search and you can identify what are the other opportunities for somebody in their late 40s with great IT experience. And also, what's the compensation possibilities? If you find something where they want you 30 hours a week and it doubles your pay, yeah, the decision is going to be pretty easy. If in doing a good job search, you don't find an opportunity that equals what you have now, yeah, you may decide, eh, yeah, it's it's long hours. You know, it's 50 hours instead of 40. Sometimes it's 55. But overall, it still is a good option for you right now. I mean, I don't know what the answer to that is, but the key is to recognize you're not trapped and to see what your other options are. Could you do IT consulting at $200 an hour? I mean, I've got a young guy who I call on repeatedly. He's a Mac whiz. I mean, anything having to do with Mac. Now, he and his wife travel. It's actually uh, Michael Hyatt's son-in-law, but... uh, Sean Lemon is his name and he's amazing. I count on him for all kinds of things and it doesn't matter where he is. He can just log into my computer and fix things and make things work. Well, I I think he, I think he is a couple hundred bucks an hour. I mean, you may find that you have an opportunity to do that. And if you do that 10 hours a week, you know, that's $2,000 a week. You may prefer to do that rather than being in a more traditional job. So your skills open up the door to other kind of work models as well, which is something that you may in fact want to consider. I don't know. Well, great question. Thanks for sharing it here. Maybe just that gives you enough information to kind of process it and we'll get some feedback from other people as well. It's one of the things that happens in the 48 days listening audience here is I get tons of additional advice from people. Now, I don't you know, take the time to do all of this on air, obviously, but I do a lot of connecting people where somebody say, hey, that question about Joel, I've got just the perfect resource for him. And I connect people, connect people willingly together, you know, so that they get additional help, input and resources and so on. Now, again, if people ask for confidentiality, I certainly do that. If somebody asks for confidentiality, I may shoot them a resource and tell them if they choose to follow up on that, they can. If they don't, that's fine as well. Okay, so here's a question. And this comes, this comes from Tracy who says, I've been hurt all my life worked all my life, struggled all my life, and I'm tired of being crushed in spirit. I'm 45 and on disability because of the antipsychotic medications. I'm not taking it anymore. I either want to preach the word of God or start a Christian business, but need support. Can you help? Well, while I think about it here for a minute, it sounds like an appropriate time to bring in an old song here. You're going to recognize this. I'm sure this is one of your mother's favorites.
Ah, yes, certainly a favorite of all of us. Twisted Sister. <laughs> I don't know how I even remembered that, but I knew there was a song. We're not going to take it. I looked it up. The video is outrageous. Well, I understand your position, Tracy, but here's the deal. So you've been hurt. You've struggled. You're tired of being crushed in spirit, 45 on disability, and you want to preach the word of God or start a Christian business. Here's, here's the deal. Now, I'm going to get you some resources. Matter of fact, I'm going to send you. Uh, this last week, we, we had an amazing group here at the sanctuary. Uh, Tom Ziegler, Zig's son, was here. His sister, Julie, was here. Uh, Kevin Harrington, who was one of the original sharks from Shark Tank, was here. Anyway, we, we had a little brainstorming session here uh, based on the release of a new product they're coming out with. Kevin Harrington is doing a new course having to do with secrets of closing the sale. Matter of fact, you know, I've got, I've got a tip sheet from Kevin Harrington on how, what he does to sell anything. Now, Kevin being one of the sharks, I mean, he's had some amazing success. He started sealing driveways as a high school kid. And then he started an air conditioning business because he could, I mean, he did an air conditioning business because he could do it all year long. It wasn't seasonal like sealing driveways was, but he started with just those kind of business, but he's built a whole lot of businesses. I mean, um, you can look, it's not secret. I mean, they estimate his wealth at about $500 million. So Kevin's here and we're brainstorming on how to, you know, help promote this new course. But I got a cheat sheet for you on sales that I'll put in the show notes. So look for that. Um, take advantage of that, but I'm going to send Tracy, I'm going to send you a little gift pack that we gave out to everybody that includes Zig's life lifters. It's a little book of inspiration, some other pieces in there. And then it's got an audio program called born to win with Tom and Zig Ziegler born to win. It's an audio program. I'm going to send that to you. Just encourage you. If you're not working right now, I'll give you a chance to fill your brain with some, fill your mind and heart and spirit with some really positive information to get you on track. But here's where you have to begin. You have to begin, not just because you're miserable and angry. You have to begin with what are your unique gifts and talents that you bring to the table? What you do to start a business has to begin there. What is it that people are already asking you about? What are those unique talents that make you stand out in a crowd? I mean, you have to have something of value to offer to people. You can't start a business because you're frustrated with what life has given you at this point. I don't know what that kind of business would be. And I really question how that would translate into effectively preaching the word of God. And with that, then there is immediately the issue of how do you take care of your financial needs? So you may want to do something in that arena, but you know, and start a Christian business. Okay. I, I hope you do start a Christian business. I mean, if it's a landscaping business, I hope it's a Christian business. If it's washing windows, you know, you can make it a Christian business, you know, whatever it is. I mean, that's, that just simply implies that you're treating people fairly, that you're giving people something of real value. And you want to do that no matter what your theological framework is. But yeah, I commend you on what you want to do, but you got to start with what your unique gifts and talents are. What is it that you bring to the table? 
That's where you get an idea for what you're going to do to start a business. It has to begin there. Now, Tracy, I've already sent you a note. I know you left me a phone message. We're going to connect. I'm going to help you work through some options here and we'll give people an update on what it is you're going to do. Thanks for sharing your heart here, your question, your frustration. That's fair game here. It's something that a lot of people will identify with. We've got to get you past that so you can focus on what it is that you have that you're excited about, that you're positive and optimistic about, something that's going to inspire, bring hope and encouragement to other people. Boom. You can start a business with that in a heartbeat and go on from there. Well, let's do a little quick wrap up here. Um, my note to Archie, you can monetize anything if you have unique knowledge. I mean, if you become knowledgeable on something that gives you a unique advantage and you can take that, put yourself in a very advantageous position. Archie can do that with vintage guitars. You are listening. You may do it with old cars. You may do it with uh, lawn equipment. I mean, you may do it with uh, baseball cards. I don't know what it is. You know, there's something probably that you have as unique area of interest. My wife, Joanne, could do it with how to decorate your home so it makes people feel a sense of peace when they walk in. She knows how to use sound, sight, smell, taste. I mean, every sense will be addressed when you walk into our house and people immediately just kind of take a deep breath and say, oh my gosh, it feels so peaceful here. Well, she could take that unique knowledge and turn that into a course, a book, a seminar. And a lot of you could do the same thing with unique things that you know that you have available to you as well. If you want to find a seminar workshop in your area, do a quick Google search. You're going to see all kinds of events. Then remember, look for opportunities this year to invest 3% of your income back into yourself. Again, the return there is unlike anything I've ever seen in financial markets anywhere. Invest in yourself. You're going to get a big return. Not that 1.4%. You get a thousand percent return. And then if you've got a side business, build it to where you're generating 50% of your current income and you're going to have all the cards in your hand. I mean, that's when it puts you in the driver's seat to choose the future that you want. That you can do. And remember our quotation from Ziegler? We started out at the top. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Hey, remember that as kind of a theme for this. Make that your theme for this year. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Getting things that you want doesn't mean that you take from somebody else. That's a horrible model. Give to other people. And it comes back multiplied in ways that we could never anticipate. I have so many stories about that. I love to share the stories here. We'll continue to do that, certainly. Hey, if you haven't checked out the 48 Days Eagles, things are happening there. We got people coming in every day stories in there stories of success in there are astounding and it comes from heaven a connection of people who believe in you who encourage you when you're down don't let you bail out just because things haven't gone the way you want it to that's what happens in a community like that hey whatever your position i wish for you an amazing 2018 make this your year make this your best year ever a lot of you are familiar with that term i hope that it impact is just that Thanks for being part of this growing community where we are finding or creating work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable.